Saving money on your outdoor project? Now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money at Menards. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fin side. Thank you, Solo D. Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spreaker, and on YouTube. And we are continuing with our position-by-position breakdown. We did quarterbacks before. Now we're on to the running back position, one that we feel definitely very differently about this offseason, Paul, than we did last offseason. Completely. It's, it's, I know last season we were hopeful about Jay Ajayi building on what we had seen from his rookie year we were kind of up and down on the whole Arian Foster thing I know Damian Williams up until really late in training camp hadn't shown a whole hell of a lot but really during those preseason games started to show that different gear so you know and we we didn't know what to expect from Kenyon Drake I'm feeling pretty good about this position though given the fact that Ajayi's coming off his Pro Bowl given the fact that Kenyon Drake definitely looks like he he's ready for an increased role without taking away really from Ajayi. And Damian Williams had such a specialized role in that offense last year that I, I think he had, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the best touchdown ratios based upon plays on the field, I think it was out there. Yes, six touchdowns, seven including the playoffs. Yeah, he, and yeah. not only that, but good on special teams, very good as a pass protector, and Slipped into that fullback role a couple of times, too. So you bet. Damian Williams was a weapon. Big reason that the Patriots were looking at him in the offseason. Came back to Miami for one year, $1.8 million. But clearly the star of the show is Jay Ajayi. And I, I'll be the first to admit I embarrassed myself last offseason. At the end of preseason, I said we need to cut Jay Ajayi. And then the guy goes on to be, in my opinion, a top five running back in the NFL. And I have some uh, stats to back this up, too. To me, he was without question the team MVP. The Dolphins were 1-4 and four before that Steelers game where he ran for over 200 yards. Uh, he gave Ryan Tannehill a rock on offense. And after from that Steelers game on, Jay Ajayi, 229 carries, 1,155 yards, 5.04 yards a carry, and zero lost fumbles. Here's another stat from Pro Football Focus, too. 70.7% of his yards came after contact which is almost unheard of. I'll say this. I'll even go a step further with Ajayi. If we're basing this based on last year, I don't see a pure running back in the NFL better, maybe this side of Zeke Elliott and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, and one thing I want to just expand on a little bit there is the 70.7% of his yards coming after contact makes that no fumbles thing even more special because you see a lot of these guys, they can't fight off blocks and retain possession of the ball, or fight off tackles and retain possession of the ball. So the fact that he's able to play that physical but keep the ball in his hands it is a very special thing, seeing it out of, out of a giant. I think he's, he's unquestionably the number one in Miami, obviously, and, and I think you agree as well, given the fact that what you just stated about Zeke and about Le'Veon. You know, an argument I've heard all offseason, too, is 
Well, if you take out his three 200-yard games, he's only averaging like 3.5 yards a carry. And, <laughs> um, and I've, I've heard this from like three or four people, and I think, okay, well, if you take out his three or four worst games, then he's averaging 5.6 yards a carry in the other games, which is unheard of statistics. So, yeah, and keep in mind, too, this guy just turned 24 years old, and he was a great back at Boise State. Would have gone much higher in the draft, too. As long as that knee can hold up and he can run with that intensity, man, oh, man, do we have a star on our hands. Tell you what, moving on to, Paul, Kenyon Drake, when he got on the field last year, started to show something, too. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy who only had 42 touches on offense last year, but I think you could really make the case. When you look at that 45-yard touchdown run against the Bills, the game that put Miami in the playoffs, and you look at that kick return for touchdown against the Jets in a four-point win earlier in the season, you could make the case Dolphins may have gone 8-8 eight and eight if not for Kenyon Drake. It's possible. I mean, I, I definitely like a lot of what I see out of Kenyon Drake. I like what I see from him. I, I think he he definitely makes some special plays. He's able to break out into the open and, and pull away, which is, which is definitely a necessity. And he's got a lot of different roles. And that's the thing I like about both him and Damian Williams, who I know we're about to talk about as well, is they both have that whole Swiss Army knife utility role in a way, but they're effective at it. And, and that's a huge thing. The top three running back spots in Miami are cemented. They're going to be active every game day, and they're going to have that role in the offense. When you do see Kenyon Drake spelling Jay when you do see Damian Williams spelling Jay or if you see them on the field at the same time, there are roles that they can fill, and they're going to make some special things happen. A lot of teams struggle to find one running back. A lot of teams have to do this and that with their running backs. Miami's able to utilize each of their running backs in the same scenarios or to complement each other, which is a beautiful thing to have. And it's a huge testament to guys like Chris Greer, and I'll even include Dennis Hickey in that mix, because he was part of what brought these guys to town too. So, yeah, great job by them building that stable of running backs, even if it was something that not everybody could see developing over the past couple of years. Kenyon Drake, to me, is a, a big wide receiver playing running back. 6'1", 215, under 4'4 speed, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with calling him that. I look forward to him being more involved in the offense. And like you talked about, uh, if you can get some looks with Ajayi and Drake in the backfield at the same time, I think that will be interesting, and it will be pretty hard to defend too. The rest of the roster, I Damian Williams we've talked about, will make the team as the third running back. I don't see that changing. And then after that, you know, the Dolphins a lot of times – in, in the past, I believe the last five years, they've carried four running backs. I don't really see that happening this year. The rest of the guys on the roster, you have Devion Smith, an undrafted free agent out of Michigan, who ran a 4-8, actually scored the first touchdown of the Senior Bowl, but his stock plummeted when he ran that 40 time. Storm Johnson, a former seventh rounder out of uh, Central Florida, actually scored two touchdowns with the Jaguars in 2014. Uh, and Sonoris Perry, too, was on the Dolphins practice squad last year, but I would imagine all three of these guys are long shots to make the roster. Yeah, unless we see something special out of them in, in training camp or if we see that one of them turns out to have the ability to just have that knack to do what like Stanley Pritchett used to do, which is fourth and one, third and one, getting that first down. If they can't find a role for themselves or a specialization or the ability to cover like hell on special teams, Miami, if they do carry four running backs, the fourth one's probably not on the roster at the moment. I'm with you 100% on that. So taking a look at the position, again, very different from last year. What's your grade? 
Absolutely an A, 100%. You've got Pro Bowler Jay Ajayi, and yet you've still got two other guys that can fill in roles and, and make some special things happen and score some points for you. It's, it's easily an A here. I'm going to be a jerk, and I'm going to say an A-, minus, only because behind Jay Ajayi, if something were to happen to him, I'm not completely confident that the Dolphins are okay at running back, but that, that's, that's splitting hairs on that. So I'm going to go with an A-. minus. Looking at our future episodes here, Paul, next time we're going to get into wide receivers and tight ends. Follow us as we continue to break down and grade these different positions on the Miami Dolphins. Also, Paul and I are going to have a show a little bit later in the summer, probably in the next uh, couple of weeks, uh, where we break down the Dolphins' 53-man roster and our predictions. So you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Spreaker, and on YouTube. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fifth side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. It ain't the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what Brian Cat and Paul about to do.